Hey everyone, I'm your host Vishnu and you're listening to Vishnu Vishnu Podcast Season 2 Episode 10 and in this episode our guest Mr. Nayak talk about the movies, movies history, how movies evolve uh, like uh, the movies did all other things and censorships, OTT platforms, so if you are a movie lover and then this episode must listen to you and if you are no okay, then after listening it you will become a movie lover so enjoy this conversation i really enjoy that and also connect with uh, nike on all the other social media platform link on the description and thank you so much for listening it now enjoy it two one so first of all thank you so much to come back on uh, the show Nayak. Thank you so much, Vishnu. I'm glad to join you once again. <laughs> so, uh, in this episode, I think we just uh, want to talk about the movies and all these things. So, for the people who just don't yeah. know about your connection with movies, so let's talk about mm-hmm. that part, please. How you connect with movies and web shows and all this. So my connection basically starts with, uh, it was like, I don't know. You can say that maybe I am uh, born for it or something. Because mm-hmm. since my birth, if there was something which, uh, you know, kind of attracted me very much, there was something I was very passionate about, it was movies. So I see movies as a form of my escape, as a form of my transformation. Whenever I am sad, I watch movies. I feel low, I watch movies. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm extremely happy, I want to celebrate, I want to be joyful. That is the time when I watch movies. So. Uh, it's all like there is no particular mood for it. So for me, in every part of life, in every mood, in every type of problem in life, I always go to watch movies. That is what it gives me kind of, you know, not just only pleasure, but it is a motive of my life. I, it is like I live for movies. I will die for it. That's what movies mean to me. Okay. And I, I just thought to this question for curiosity. It's like in the old, yeah. like old times. You also watch the like the TV serial like Star Wars. Yeah, definitely Indian TV serials. I mean, we <laughs> all are born with it, man. Being a '90s kid, it is a completely you know undetachable part of our life. Okay, so like you start watching movie and the whole journey that we cover that uh, in the, our last podcast with you come on the show. Yeah. And now I just want to about the movies the history about because after that you have that you know that kind of deep connection with that so you literally know about the whole history about that where they started not very ancient but in the latest way so talk about that part please okay so uh, dating back to actually the history of movies there is no specific date in which movies started okay okay but we can say that it started around the late 19th century Mm. because that is when the motion picture technology came into its existence. So, like the projection system, it was beginning to start around the 19th century. So, before the projection system, actually there was uh, something called a kinetoscope. It was invented by uh, uh, Thomas Alva Edison, actually the guy who invented the light bulb, he invented this. So, uh, kinetoscope was a device uh, which was, uh, you know, which was able to project movies in a very short film. Okay, so uh, it was able to motion, give motion to the uh, still or stable pictures. So, that is how, with the introduction of kinetoscope, movies came into existence. 
when people saw that uh, there is something like this an equipment which can project movies which can make movies uh, put it into a motion form that is when people started uh, converting their stories uh, the textual stories into a uh, filmic version and after that came the invention of projector system uh, through the form of reels and that is how first we uh, initially the movie industry started off with silent films like those mm. of you know charlie chaplin and all mm. there is no music there's nothing no dialogue it's only action so that is what we can say that the first film which was created to watch and of course in india you know that alam ara in um, 1952 was the first movie yeah so that is how it started so slowly the form of writing literature whatever was only you know uh, considered literature in the textual form that slowly started to be converted into movies and that is how movies came into existence mm, and then after going on going on uh, and just yeah, yeah i am also excited of that part because how it evolved and the, what's the main motive for all movies it is entertainment and now what's the situation of that is the motive and is there any motive behind it or it just for the people entertainment uh it's a very great question but the answer to it is already in your question it is meant for both for entertainment as well as for a motive okay because there are several types of filmmakers who want their story to be told in varied ways there is no particular one form of movie there are multiple genres and there are multiple approaches there are multiple reasons why people make movies so that is where the distinction of a commercial movie and a mainstream movie uh, comes okay mm. so a movie is not only made for entertainment like if you see directors like uh, quentin tarantino mm. stanley kubrick they don't make movies just for the sake of entertainment they make movies so that they can preach something they can say something to the audience they they want to communicate with the audience through their movies so the movies has a particular kind of a goal and objective the story they tell it is so relatable and so you know uh, uh, authentic with realistic depictions which is why even when the audience watches it they know it directly metaphorically it uh, says something else it is directed towards something like uh, especially if you watch stanley kubrick's movies mm. his movies will never have a direct thing if you are for example if you are watching a horror movie of stanley kubrick the the story will be uh, in a format of a horror movie but the story he wants to tell will be allegorical okay for example i will cite an example the shining movie it is about a a family who goes to uh, stay alone at a hotel during the uh, winter vacation time mm. but when you watch the movie you see that the depiction it's horrific you will see you will unable be unable to identify that what actually this movie is intending to say you but it is allegorical in the same movie it talks about various historical depictions historical uh you know a lot of uh, social political traumas which people experienced in the past in the american history and also the contemporary uh, issues which were prevalent then it talks about that but the movie is made in a horror format so that is a way of stanley kubrick's approach and if you watch quentin tarantino's movies mm-hmm. uh, if, uh, especially i will cite the example of inglorious bastards so what this guy does is that he will create a fusion of 
real life events and real life characters with his fictionalized version so in glorious bastard the movie it is uh, based on the second world war but when you watch the movie it is so comedic it is so humorous it is so artistically you know so enriched that you will feel like you won't feel that this is a movie based on second world war because, which is a war which is everywhere depicted as a negative thing as a dark gloomy thing where people lost their lives and so but you will see that here there are characters like um, hitler and lot of other real life characters who existed so he is fictionalizing them in a way which audience will enjoy and will also get to see a different uh, perspective of that uh, you know that or other presentation that situation so movies are not only made for entertainment it, it depends on the maker on why he wants to make it what is the message he wants to communicate okay. it depends on the filmmaker okay so it's not yeah. and like you also watch movies for the entertainment or to be a learn something from that or about their director what the director think about that what's your approach to watching movies because i think you watch a lot of movies so yeah. so how uh, i watch movies uh, from all the perspectives like uh, i said that for me movies whenever i feel low i watch movies whenever i'm very happy i watch movies the reason for that is it all depends on my mood so sometimes you know when you are tired you you are gloomy or something that is when i watch movies only for entertainment when i whenever i'm tired i only wa- want something which is light hearted something which will energize me something you know i won't have to spend much uh, you know give much attention and so on only movies meant for entertainment but on times when i want to learn because i also aspire to be a filmmaker so i want to learn different types of movies made by another uh, by other directors by uh, classic filmmakers by the contemporary filmmakers by indie filmmakers so that is when i go towards different uh genres of movies i have a list of many directors i go on to watch their movies or else some of the genres and it also depends on the mood i am having okay so mm-hmm. whenever i'm in the normal mood i won't be going to watch a christopher nolan movie so to, because to watch his movies you need to have that time with you that space and of course your mind needs to be so free that you can focus into the movie so much that you won't have to watch it once again you have to make notes while watching it or else you won't understand anything so that mm. is a, it depends on the mood i watch movies for all the purposes mm and that uh, like how you define a great movie is it defined for that uh, love like it i think it also depends on the different kind of genre or in movie a great movie like a great director like how you define that yeah great question and you said that uh, it depends on the genres as well that's true but apart from the genres if we have to consider only a film what defines a good film then the simple answer to it would be a movie which is uh, so skillfully made like the writing cinematography uh, the sound design editing the direction the performance acting of uh, all the actors and the story it all flows in a very consistent uh, manner in a very cohesive manner that is what i will say is a good film you know somewhere you cannot find out the loopholes that simply could be defined as a good film and also my answer would uh, resum have resemblance with uh, the um, with natya shastra the rasa theory you might have heard about it written by uh, 
by i forgot the name of the writer by sorry by bharat muni mm. he is an indian uh, he existed uh, in the vedic period so this is a sanskrit work written about what are the uh, key ingredients to be pre- um, present in a drama so here you can find there are eight rasas or eight emotions which needs to be elicited or induced in the audience only that is when you can say that this is a proper drama so similarly in the movies also there i feel something like this does exist so a movie for from a very layman perspective point of view if a movie is able to generate all the kinds of emotion a human being has sympathy anger tears the happiness joyfulness mm. and if a movie is able to generate all these emotions in the audience and mm. audience will definitely say that this is a good movie so the definition also you know up to a majority portion depends on the viewer on what are the points he wants to watch in a movie so a critical evaluation will be completely different from a normal audience point of view and an artistic evaluation will be very different from a simple layman point of view okay. so like it, the movie have to be you know capability to be uh, touch all your emotion like human emotion then yeah. you say that yeah, that was a good movie and like when you yeah. watch what the important thing in a movie to be a capture your all emotion are there acting or is there director who is the most important do you think everybody starting <laughs> from the very you know very minute person everybody is very important that the characters the filmmaker the writer the director even the light man the spot boy the cinematographer the editor the background music everybody present on the set is very important and consequential in contributing to the movie because any simple mistake can crack up the whole movie you you, mm-hmm. you can understand what i'm saying so it is about everyone's contribution and everyone's job which makes a really good movie it's not only about acting it's not only about the writing it's not only about the presentation of a movie but it's about everyone like we watch many movies mm-hmm. uh, which has a good plot yet it fails because of a very you know empathetic editing the editing is not so good that it does not please the audience or sometimes we see a movie which has really great visual effects very great performances but the story is so dumb that audience isn't isn't able to resonate with it so it's it's a it's an altogether collaborated approach everyone needs to be so determined and so focused on the job it is mm. only then when a movie will be really good okay so everybody i think that is what's most important yeah that is the most important part yeah that's the whole thing and i just want to also know that like when we talk about all the part and now i just want to come on the topics about netflix and like before that we watched movies on like theater or in the tv and all this platform but now the netflix and the whole things come out and we have like a different kind of show now a lot of movie if you just yeah go in the morning or like every year if you spend there is produce a lot of movie so what do you think is that a good way or like it's not a good things for the artists work in the movie 
एक्चुअली द एवोल्यूशन ऑफ नेटफ्लिक्स लाइक द ओटीटी प्लेटफॉर्म इट हैज सीन अ वेरी यू नो ह्यूज ग्रोथ ड्यूरिंग द पैंडेमिक बिकॉज प्रायर टू दैट एवरीबडी वॉज बिजी एंड सो बट आई थिंक समवेयर योर द क्वेश्चन पोज इज लाइक the theaters will never lose their importance and it must not lose its importance because theater is where i believe a movie actually belongs to so it is like movies actually meant for theaters not every movie of course there are movies which are directly released into the ott and there are series as well which is why ott is much more used on to watch series movies uh, come secondary but series is the most watched thing on ott platforms like netflix amazon prime and so on Mm-hmm. so movies are particularly and specifically made for theaters it is meant to be enjoyed in the big screen with a bunch of people so that you are able to enjoy and you are able to induce all the uh, emotions you have in you because you know theater has a different aura and a different experience when you walk sit in a theater with a group of people let's say with your friends or if you, even if you go individually to a theater that aura the charm is very different you watch a movie projected into a 70 mm screen the sound system over there the picture clarity and all apart from these it's all about the enjoyment the celebration you experience in a movie theater you are all alone you are isolated so it's just like you have come there for one specific reason and that is to watch a movie so your focus is completely on the movie but when you watch a movie at your home in tvs in your laptops or in any uh, small screen mm-hmm. in any ott platform there's a difference there's a stark difference because you are also occupied with various emotions and feelings while sitting at your home your mm-hmm. attention could go anywhere your any sort of distractions might happen which is not there in theater so movies are specifically in my opinion made only for theaters to be enjoyed only in theaters like even if you consider the example of movies like bahubali kgf <laughs> these are movies or avatar or the 3d movies especially right now the movies specifically made for imax to be projected in imax theater it's all only for theaters okay it won't give you the same enjoyment or the same uh, you know you won't be able to get the same feeling that at a theater enjoy that at your home so there's a difference mm, and i think for like for the netflix perspective if you have to be like a, a, a lot of movies then you can only watch in the theaters the quality movies but before that like anybody can like any movie can you watch that but now if a movie have a lot of you know like a lot of audience then they gonna release on the theater and that really for my perspective it's a good point of view and just talk about the web series now i just want to know that so how it also affect movies yeah <laughs> so you also watch your web series or not web show yes i do i do watch mm so like how you approach it that like you also so in that like i think web show is too long yeah what do you think yes it is but web series is altogether a very different type of artistic creation uh, which is also to be referred because movies are different because in movies you have to tell a story within 3 hours or 2 and 1/2 hours film mm. but in series you can explore every character every details very in a very meticulous manner like if you when you watch a series you see there are multiple seasons with uh, almost 10 to 15 episodes in one particular season mm. 
which is because there are multiple care you have the freedom to portray multiple characters multiple storylines and you also have the freedom to elaborate them them the way you want and also in ott there is very uh, least importance given to censorship and so on now it is very much prevalent in india with the new rules coming up but yet if you see if you move outside of india if you go to the foreign countries and see there is they don't give so much attention to censorship and so on because it's very free that is why you see in ott lot of vulgar languages lot of bold scenes are portrayed so it also gives you independence to do that you have that liberty to you know portray all the issues you want you can freely portray issues related to feminism to women to men to any particular secluded community or any particular political issue or social issue or anything so it gives you that liberty even religious topics can also be approached so i think ott is anyhow uh, also answering to your previous questions on mm-hmm. what do i think about ott is that it also has its benefits if you see because ott specifically for series is a really great option because we sit at home we can watch and especially during this pandemic time when students and um, employed people even they have time with them with internet connections at our home we can enjoy you are able to see a character or any story the journey like if you take the example of breaking bad you see yeah. there's this one character why you can say that the show is made is only meant for one character of Walter White you see from season 1 to season 5 in almost 64 episodes you see the evolution of this one particular character on how a decent chemistry teacher goes in to becoming Heisenberg the most referred the most respected and the most dominant and dangerous criminal in America you see so that is how people enjoy watching those things so of course you need patience for that it's very long but series are made for that to be enjoyed in a span of longevity it is not only made to induce some you know short term effect or short term impact on you but shows like game of thrones a breaking mm-hmm. bad or better call saul or dark especially right now the recent example dark it's meant to enjoy properly to immerse yourself into that indulge yourself and take take the joy out of it mm. so that is why i think series are important and just because it's too long that does not mean that people will stop watching it like you can see the number of people watching stranger things was 65 million and mm. the number of people awaiting the uh, upcoming season of money heist is also really high as you might know Mm, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just also, you talk about the censorship and I just want to, uh, like, dive down it that if, like, if censorship is not going on, what do you think? Like, you can't able to, like, in mostly in, I think the last years, you can't able to watch movies without any kind of, uh, like, uh, abuse word and, like, that kind of thing is going on. You can't watch a movie with your family. So, do you don't think that, like, censorship is a good thing? I don't think censorship in any form is a good thing because it kills your artistic freedom you have. Like which way? Every, yeah, please. Yeah, in a way that every artist wants to communicate with their audience, with their story they want to tell. And just because it is fiction, that does not mean that all of 100% of it is fiction. 
okay even if we watch avengers and game or the characters of dc although they are superheroes we can see some sort of resemblance with human emotions mm. even though they are superheroes they have emotions as of a normal human being they just have the powers of a superhero but they are normal human beings they have sympathy they have empathy they cry when uh, they lose a close one they feel happy when they see their friends and that's all it happens so to answer to your question censorship is in no way good because uh, in a fictional world even there is resemblance to the real world so filmmakers portray what is already present in the real world so in real world we use a lot of abuse like i cannot imagine a time when there would be like so sanskari that we would talk without <laughs> the use of any abuse and so because yeah to be honest we all use abuse in our day to day life every because that is what gives us gives you know like it takes our expression to a very higher level you cannot imagine a world without that and uh, also sex is a is a very integral part of life that is what how we are born right so it is about the exposition of things which are already present in real life directors just exhibit the things the emotions the issues which are already prevalent but we in day to day life we fail or we ignore we try to ignore them so this ignorance which is told in our subconscious that is what filmmakers portray in films so censorship in no way is wrong of course we cannot watch these movies with our parents because that's a different issue because and especially these movies are made to be watched by people who are above 18 years of age so i think people above 18 years are capable enough to decide what they want to watch decide what they want to do decide if they want to get influenced by any character any movie and so or not so i don't think this is even a question that you cannot watch it with uh, with your parents so i don't think you should be even able to be watched with your parents if you do that's really good because some parents are so open minded so bold and so but yeah even if you don't get the chance to watch you can watch it alone there are multiple types of movies there are not only movies made right now which are 18 plus there are movies which are still made for kids there's harry potter there's there are cartoons and lot of things so for every type of audience for every age group there is a movie there are people who want to make movies mm. for any particular section of society as well uh, irrespective of their caste gender and uh, sexuality or whatever so it depends so i think censorship is a really wrong thing but because it kills the creative liberty of a filmmaker or any artistic person with artistic capability but there should also be this sense of understanding among the audience as well as the people who make movies to mm-hmm. maintain a balance between that to know to what exactly portray and how to portray so that no one sentiments get hurt by any manner Okay, I think now I have to be also some kind of clarity about that. Every movie and every web series is not for everyone. So it's like yeah. a different kind of audience. And now I just yeah. want to be like, there's a good thing. And I talk about little bit that the people don't know about that. Uh, FPS and why uh, like films are made in 24 FPS and not in the 60 FPS or 120 FPS. Yeah, that's a really valid question. Uh, and a lot of people in day to day life have also been asking me about this that we get to watch 60 fps and 120 fps uh, 
you know uh, videos in youtube but mm. we don't get to watch that in movies why does that happen the answer to that is see movies are made in multiple fps it is only rendered in 24 fps because in olden in ancient days when projection system was only limited to theaters and uh, it was uh, projected through the use of reels right now we everything is digitalized and it happens via the satellite media but in earlier days it was uh, done through reels so to be able to project a movie in 60 fps or i mean frame per second or 120 frame per second the um, reels need to be in sufficient quality and that sufficient amount of uh, power will also be utilized by the projection system to project a movie on the, on higher fps other than 24 fps which wasn't really possible in those days so that is the reason why 24 frames per second came into existence and another reason is that because movies are made in a sequence like a dreamy foggy blurry kind of sequence in a way in a, because it is a world which is uh, which uh, is similar to our own world but yet it is different so to portray that very accurately filmmakers chose 24 frames per second where things move at so steady pace that that it is neither too fast nor too slow so that is why 24 fps is still considered an option but uh, movies uh, especially sequences like the action sequences which you see in slow motion mm-hmm. or some uh, sequences which you, like the time lapse sequences and so on they are not shot in 24 frames per second they are shot in 60 120 200 or there is 1000 frames per second as well like when you see shots of gun firing the uh, the bullets go through a man's chest and so on mm-hmm. these shots are actually made in shot in 1000 frames per second to mm-hmm. have the accurate uh, slow motion, motion. Um, and capture the real emotion but mm-hmm. they are rendered in 24 frames per second for the easy uh, connectivity and uh, uh, to also maintain parallelly the um, uh, growing economic trend because um, um, if a movie is rendered in uh, 60 fps or 120 fps it also costs a lot okay even though now digitality digital makes it possible to project the higher frame movies yet it costs a lot and because a movie now how you know they are digitally processed in a manner which takes a lot of time and which is why producers need to pay a lot of money for that so that is also a concern which needs to be taken care of because a movie when digitally re- is remastered it minimizes uh, it um, you know like a movie of 1 terabyte or 2 terabyte is reduced to 8 to 10 gigabytes so that it will be easy to project it in theaters so consider that if a movie shot in 60 frames per second or 120 frames per second the length um, according to the length uh, the uh, you know the expense will also increase and the process to digitally remaster it will also take longer time and so similarly when theaters will receive the movies in hard drive it won't be of 10 gigabyte or 8 gigabytes it will expand up to more than 40 or 50 terabytes which is mm. quite impossible so that is why films are shot and rendered in 24 frames per second Okay, that's the thing. Like you're talking so deep, so like I just want to know that uh, like who's like I just want to your recommendations. Like who's your favorite director and why? <laughs> oh, there are many. Uh, like last <laughs> time I said about Anwar Kashyap, 
హాలీవుడ్ see movies like reservoir dogs or films like his pulp fiction of course mm. then there's inglorious bastards django and chains and right now his recent last release once upon a time in hollywood, hollywood so yeah. like i said he takes up uh, incidents and characters of who were uh, who exist in real or who existed in history for real but he fictionalizes them that is a very amazing thing this guy does and you know if you see his movies you will find out that he is basically not a director he is a screenwriter he writes screens and his screenwriting is of so top notch quality that whenever audience watches they don't care about what is the layer of the story what is the point of the story where is the story leading to they just get in awe of what is happening on screen you just see the conversation between two people or else the incidents running in a in a frame and that is what you enjoy so what he does now when he starts a movie he in the first 15 minutes itself he will introduce three different storylines with three different characters and you won't be able to find out on where this movie is heading to but by the end of the movie you'll get a clarify and mm. no one really cares about what the story and how these characters or incidents are related because he makes his screen writing is of so encyclopedic quality he gives homage to classic movies made back in the 60s 70s and you know back before them that even so he is really i would say a gem like there's martin scorsese who's known for his uh, thriller movies there's christopher nolan who's known for his science fiction and there are multiple directors who are known for one specific quality but in terms of quentin tarantino you cannot figure out what exactly is this guy's style or what exactly is this guy's signature he makes movies of all kinds he makes movies filled with all everything in it so that is what one specific great quality this director has and he will only make 10 movies he has till now made nine movies and mm-hmm. i'm eagerly waiting for his 10th film and after that he will shift towards writing and educating the young filmmakers of the upcoming generation so i'm really looking forward to what he is going to do okay yeah i'm also waiting for that and i just also want to know that what kind of like a director or a filmmaker you want to become like what kind of movies that you going to produce the movie of entertainment the movie of critics like talk about that please i hope i if i get into the producer zone one day i will definitely lay my hands on everything i want to produce commercial films i want to produce artistic films i want to produce every type of film but more than that i also want to give emphasis to new writers and new directors who who have a distinctive style in their storytelling because i am mm-hmm. one of those who seeks to make something different and yet to find out what that one particular type of thing is but yet i want to make something which is very distinct and very different so that audience will be attracted to the theaters to watch 
and mm-hmm. I want my movies to be so layered and so dense that it will take days for people to figure out on what is the <laughs> philosophy of this film, what is the symbolism of this film. Oh and God. because I enjoy this type of movies, I try to figure out, if I watch one movie, it will take for me 10 to 15 days to completely get out of it because I immerse so deeply, I try to find out about cinematography, about the editing, about what one specific thing even means and the importance of the lighting, what is the significance of the costume of this person wearing, of this character, what is the significance of the way this character speaks. I try to find out every detail and I so want that my films shall also have this artistic capability in them. Yeah, that, yeah, they will. And I'm really excited for that movies to watch that kind of movies because, yeah, to be revolution on this film and now just come to the point, I just want to your recommendation, like letters to movies and web series that you watch and you like most and you want to share your recommendations, please give your 5 to 10 recommendations, movies and web uh, well, if you, uh, I'm really a wrong person to ask for recommendations. If you ask me for recommendations, I'll give you a whole bucket list. <laughs> but I will suggest you and audience who will be hearing this uh, to a layman and as well to those who want to, those who have really deep, passionate interest in movies. You watch every type of movies. There is no specific thing. You watch every type of movies, every type of stories, every type of... Uh, you know, series and so every creative thing because it helps you expand your vision and helps you know the different types of artistic capabilities people possess, different type of storytelling which could be done, which I was, which even I wasn't aware of earlier. So when I watch consecutively, I get to know and learn that it's not only Hollywood, it's not only about Bollywood or the South Indian industry or anything, but it's about uh, the whole world, the media, the whole talent of the world. So there are different types of movies, different types of stories, and I would recommend you to just go and watch, find out. There will be movies which will bore you, there will be movies which you will feel like, I don't feel that this this must be on, on this list of great movies and so but just watch every type of movie because not only consciously, but movies have the capability to impact you subconsciously and unconsciously even. So you never know what you watch today. It might bore you, but tomorrow or, you know, in the upcoming year, someday in your life, it will reflect that, oh yeah, I watched this in that movie these many years back and that has helped me learn this particular thing. So it's, it's all layered. It's very dense. Mm, like just recommend it two and three, not recommend, just tell about that, the letters, the web series that you watch, or movies, so, so then. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's great. So I say that, can you yeah, give your recommendation, the letters to two and three movies that you watched? Uh, a movie that I have watched multiple times. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Uh, there are many. I cannot tell you one. There are many. Like just uh, two and, and three. Know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Two and three. I, I, I really can't say because problem with me is whenever people ask me, they need me sit, uh, make me sit and ask me, you suggest me what movie I should watch. Mm. I, I really can't tell because there are many movies I've watched multiple times and I keep on watching them. 
But yeah, I would suggest everyone right now to watch two movies: The Godfather and Inglorious Bastards. The Godfather is the highest rated movie in IMDb, and Inglorious Bastards, I think, out of Quentin Tarantino's movies, this is one which is which has left a deep impact on me. Not only, I mean, not in a sense of emotional factor, but it is a movie which I can watch. multiple times and yet not get bored but only find out new and new things in it i think it is this film of that director which is very distinct from his other perform from his other ventures it's really great mm, that's the whole thing there's a lot of movie that you watch and you can't able to get like just to stay in some seconds <laughs> and like uh, the last thing like where does people connect with you because if they also want to talk with you they also just want to be connect with you is like talk about your social media account they can connect with you. yeah people can connect with me on my instagram account and as i said very soon i'm also be going to be ventured into the youtube so i'm currently on the training process mm-hmm. so uh, as soon as i get into youtube my channel will also be out and i will definitely make some arrangements so that i can connect with my audience mm, yeah that's the whole thing and i'm really uh, grateful that you talk about movies and rave shows and the tip a lot of it deep way and it really helped my audience also and like your future audience also so thank you thank you so much nine to come on my show to talk about all these things it's my pleasure and thank you so much vishnu for inviting me mm. it was great talking with you Thank you so much.